0: Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to Gen Red Pod Studios live right here on StreamYard. Damn, that was cheesy, but (laughs) this should be a fun episode where we preview the Illinois game. Stick around. Okay, in my defense, Derek, I did not know for sure that you were going to be here tonight, so I didn't include your name on that graphic. I'll buy you a case. Sound good? (laughs) (laughs) It'll it'll be a PDR, fucker, but it'll be a case. Um, Welcome, folks, to (laughs) the Kettle Corn of Husker Fan Podcasts, uh, where we try to be sweet, but sometimes we get a bit salty, and there are some salty dudes hanging out with me tonight. One of them is not Scott, unfortunately. He's sick. Uh, Also, uh, shout out to Brian from Husker Army Podcast. He is sick tonight as well. So any thoughts and good vibes and prayers you might want to send both of those guys' ways would be really, really cool because we were going to do a collaboration today and uh, also tonight, but that just didn't work out because of illness. So thank God for Derek, Justin uh, from the Husker CuzCast and Andrew from Big Red and More who have joined us tonight. So beware. Andrew and company on Big Red and More have used the F word and turned it into an art form. So trust me, (laughs) you will get to experience a lot of art tonight. Um, But before we get into talking about the Illinois game, first and foremost, Andrew, when did you guys start your Big Red and More podcast and how long has that been going on? And have you actually ever had the benefit of covering a season worth talking about?
1: Uh, that'd be a big fat no. Uh, so we are in our fourth season now. Um, f- first three was uh me and Jaden, and then this year we've brought on Sean, um, which I think's been pretty beneficial. Uh, the first three years, Jaden and I were like mostly pure analytical, and it get a little dry. So Sean's definitely brought some color commentary. Uh, to the podcast to <laughs> say the least um, but no we have not uh, this has probably been our best season covering honestly um, you know last year would do you have how many times can you talk about a one score loss I mean
0: Jesus so <laughs> there's uh, not enough alcohol in the world my, my uh, liver took it's, a beating. So, well, it's yeah. like
1: a, it was like our podcast was like a Scott Frost <laughs> press conference. It was just repeating the same shit every week. Same job yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this year don't really feel much different yet.
0: Not yet. Uh, Not yet. Yes
1: and no. At least we got to talk about a firing. You know, every week we're talking about <laughs> speculating on coaches. I mean, it's a little something different. But it is kind of getting repetitive with the whole coaching thing so far.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. It's like, man, he fired him so early. So now you've got two and a half months that we get to sit around and talk about coaches. And that kind of sucks. But at the same time, you know, we're all watching a whole bunch of coaches down there in the Big 12, seeing what they're doing. And everybody suddenly has an opinion. Oh, fuck Leopold. He's not good enough. He just yeah. lost to Baylor or whatever, you know,
1: Campbell, uh, yeah.
0: Campbell, all those guys. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm just sitting over here going, Bill O'Brien. But, um, We'll get into that when we do our, yeah. our collaboration, hopefully next <laughs> Sunday. Uh, so stay tuned for that, folks. Um wow, look at that, guys. We've got some people watching. I'm pretty sure the NFL game tonight must suck. Um that's dolphins Steelers. That, yeah, it sucks, apparently. Uh yeah. no doubt about it. Um, because two is out, isn't he? Or is he is no, he he's back. back. Is he back, he's back. okay. Yep. Well, maybe it won't suck so bad then. Um anyway, uh, Justin, Derek, you guys, what have you guys been up to lately since the last time we hung out? Anything crazy? Anything new? Have you guys hung out? Have you guys played a lot of golf? What's going on?
2: Played a lot of golf. Uh, I got to. back to Nebraska for the Indiana game, uh, watched with the cousins and family. And that was, uh, that was always a lot of fun. A lot of beer, a lot of golf, a lot of fun.
0: Very cool. Derek, anything crazy going on with you besides, uh, Meeting up with a fellow podcaster at a random showing of day-by-day documentary in Hastings one day?
3: Uh, not a whole lot,
0: Ken. <laughs> uh, that was per- a memorable evening, per- to say the least.
3: <laughs> pretty much same shit, different day, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, I guess we can't avoid the inevitable, which is facing Chase Brown and, and Illinois on Saturday. So let's go ahead and move into previewing the Illinois game. I'm going to throw some stats here up on the screen. Uh This is the cumulative stats over the season for Illinois and Nebraska, which when you look at the offense between the two teams, there's, you know, reason for hope until you look down at that right corner of those stats and you go, yeah, we're screwed, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we're only scoring three point seven more points than they are, which shocks me. How the hell are they only averaging 26 points a game when they they've got the leading rusher in the nation? Right. Uh, but they are so well, um,
3: You want to get a little crazier in that, Ken. The thing is, he is the leading rusher, but he's only got four touchdowns on a year.
0: Yeah. That blows my mind too. What do they do? Pull him out inside the twenty and put some. You know, he, he has, has two be receiving,
2: position, right?
1: He has two okay.
0: receiving
2: touchdowns, too. But it's got to be it. their starting
1: okay. fill position, right? I mean, if you're start constantly starting back at like the twenty, I mean, shit, you know, you get to by the time you're rushing the whole game, getting to the other side, still rack up a lot of yards without getting points.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, Tommy DeVito has as many uh,
3: rushing touchdowns as he has. So,
0: <laughs> wow, that's crazy, and he's the leading rusher. That, that's just that's just nuts. Uh, we're rushing offense is sort of comp- comparable. Uh, they average 199 a game. We average 150, almost 155. Although you can say that those stats were pretty padded by like Georgia Southern. So I think we ran for 257 that night. We ran for probably almost 200 against uh North Dakota. And we didn't do a whole lot against Northwestern. We barely eked out over a hundred yards against Indiana. So I expect this number, the rushing offense number, to go down for Nebraska on average over the next five games, no doubt. I, I think I'd be surprised if we end up averaging 120, 125 yards a game by the end of the year. What What do you guys think?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we racked up all of our yards rushing you know, against bad defenses. Now that we're playing good defenses, and you've kind of seen what, what's happened over the last couple of weeks over doing Mm -hmm. a poor offensive line and better defenses. It's not a good recipe for success there for uh, running the
1: ball.
3: Is it strictly the defense we're facing or are we on the full whipple effect here?
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, here's, here's the thing though, Derek, did you know that over the games that uh, frost has been gone, we've averaged the same number of carries per game that we averaged when frost was here. But the at runs are 30, different. Thirty-seven.
3: You don't, you don't see the runs suck. Anymore. You don't get outside anymore. Yep. Everything's up the middle.
0: Yep. You're not. You're not being creative, as Frost said, <laughs> which everybody <laughs> ripped his ass for it. But he was right. You've got to be. You got to tell your quarterback, dude. You've got to at least get us four or five once every uh, every other series. You just do. You just have to run it seven to ten times a game if we're going to hope. With this offensive line <laughs> to do anything in the running game. Yeah. Right.
2: I guess if you're gonna get smacked, you might as well get smacked gaining some yards instead of losing.
0: <laughs> you might as well dish out the punishment instead of standing there yeah. getting bent in half every other time you drop back to throw. <laughs> well, he could
3: slide. I mean he could he can run away and slide. He doesn't have to take the hit. That's right.
0: Yeah. That's right. Little hook slide into third. <laughs> yeah. So passing offense, uh, they kind of suck compared to us. We're at 200 and almost 200, just 269 and a half yards a game. Uh, they're at 216, almost 217 a game, which is 11th in the big 10, 94th in the country where I forgot to mention the rankings. Sorry, vodka. Um, sixth in the big 10 in passing offense for Nebraska and 38th in the country. So, Maybe there's a little hope there that Trey Palmer can get loose, can get some get something accomplished. Except for the fact that their passing defense is ranked pretty damn high in both the Big Ten and the NCAA. So we'll see. Uh, your guys' thoughts on the passing offense between these two teams?
1: Um, I mean, Just- I think eventually Trey's going to start to get blanketed, right? So we're going to start looking at who who else is going to be st- start getting the ball because these these better defenses, better coordinators, obviously they're going to try to take Trey out of the game. So, sure. I think it's I think it's going to be a fun little mix. I know that Casey trusts Washington the most, but Oliver Martin's coming on pretty good. He's he's shown that he can go up and get that 50-50 ball this year where he necessarily wasn't in the past. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, Alonte Brown, Alonte's got wheels too. I would maybe look for Alonte to maybe start taking the top off when you got that safety coming over the top and doubling up on Trey. Okay. I'm kind of
2: interested to see where Tommy Hill fits into this picture. You know, you're you're hearing a lot uh, about him and his transition over the offense. And supposedly he's another deep threat. So if they're cheating to get uh, Trey Palmer, take him out of the game, maybe that opens it up for Tommy Hill to be that guy. Uh, that's something that I'll be watching because I cannot imagine that Nebraska is going to have any success running the ball against the defense we're about to play. It'll be another, I think, another uh, just bombs away type of game for the Huskers. Yeah.
1: yeah, and correct correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't the scouting profile on Tommy Hill coming out of high school was they wanted he everyone recruited him to be a DB because his route tree sucked mm-hmm. and like so pretty much he's just going to be a fly route guy only. I may be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's why everyone recruited him to be a DB. I hadn't heard that, but it makes sense. Yeah,
3: I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, the best team that Indiana or uh, Illinois has faced passing is Indiana, and Indiana is the one that scored the most on them too.
0: No, yeah. there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for that. Um, <clears throat> good night. I got lost here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> So, total offense, Nebraska averages about 8 yards a game more than Illinois. So, pretty dead even. But, then we transition to defense. Nebraska gives up 31.3 points per game, which is 13th in the Big Ten. I'm surprised it's not 14th. And 106th in the country, whereas Illinois ranks first in the Big Ten and first in the NCAA at 8.9 points per game. Now, does that indicate that they've really played some crappy offenses, Iowa, or yeah. is, is is Illinois? Yeah, Virginia is Illinois really that good on defense, and they just haven't uh, been tested yet. I I don't know the answer to that question. I
3: think both can be true, right? Yeah, I I think absolutely. I think I think you have to say absolutely both are true because in, in any situation, I don't I don't care how you want to look at it. When you hold Wisconsin to two yards rushing. Like you're playing good, Braylon defense.
0: Allen. Yeah,
3: yeah. I oh, mean, that's
0: right. Yeah, they did. They did. You're playing yep. good
3: defense. I mean, period. I it it is what it is. I are they the best defense in the country? Probably not. They haven't been tested to that point. But to hold teams to as low as you have, I mean, there's something to be said about. I mean, the most points you've given up is 20, and you've only given up double-digit points three times out of your seven games. And you only gave up 14 to Minnesota and 10 to Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, I mean, no matter matter quote unquote how good they are, they're still power five teams, right? Especially Big Ten teams. So, I think to Derek's point, when you hold not only Braylon Allen but Wisconsin, the school that is known and their whole identity is to run the ball, to be able to shove it in their face like that is is saying a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I I agree. So, yeah. <clears throat> It's it's a tall task for the Huskers on Saturday, for sure. Um, Nebraska is 14th in the Big Ten, and my guess is they are pretty close. Yeah, they're way down there at 115th in the country at rushing defense, giving up <laughs> 190.43 yards a game. Meanwhile, in Illinois is 77.86 yards per game, which is first in the Big Ten and second in the NCAA. Guys, I'm really losing some hope for Saturday. Somebody needs to give me some hope. Who's going to do that? Any of you? Or do Don't we just come to me because on? I can't give it.
3: <laughs> no, look, this is the scariest stat on a stat sheet. Yeah. Because because they're going to do two things. They're going to run a the ball. They're going to run it well. We're not going to stop it well, or you assume, because we haven't so far. And by doing that, they're going to control the clock. They're going to keep our offense off the field. I mean, it's it's a recipe for success for for Illinois.
2: Yeah, so I don't I don't know. This paints maybe an uglier picture here, but Illinois, as your slide says, they rank 26th in the nation in rushing. Uh, but this will be the best Huskers attack uh, or the rushing attack that the Huskers have faced since Oklahoma. Oklahoma they ranked 14th. Well, they ranked 14th in the nation, with uh, 223 yards per game, but. Nebraska's only faced two top or that is the only top fifty team uh that Nebraska's faced in rushing. I mean, we haven't faced great rushing teams and they're running at ease on us. You know, Purdue is the great example of what we saw uh week and a half ago, Mokab- Mokabee. Mokabee, Mokabee. Yeah. a Walk on just crazy sweating. legs. Yeah. <laughs> and and so- you
3: know, injuries didn't help in that game, but I mean, there's so many other games that you can point to that you just go on. What's your excuse for
1: that one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like tackling hasn't been an issue all year, right? Or for a couple of years, for that matter. But sure. So, so not only are we all scared uh, and about this rushing, you know, stopping their run or whatever, and going up against good defense. Isn't that kind of the story of the rest of the season, not just the next game? Oh, it is. I mean, we're, every team we're going against has a great running back.
2: Every Except team Iowa. we're going against. I was the only one yeah. without a good running back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was the one game that doesn't hardly scare you anymore, right? And Wisconsin shouldn't, but then you got Braylon Allen coming at you, who as a 17 year old last year lit you up. Yeah, <laughs> when we had a better Wisconsin defense,
3: Wisconsin will continue to scare me. I don't care what their record is; they will continue to scare me until Nebraska proves that you can beat them. Yeah which is something we haven't done since we've been a big 10, but once.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, we always say, you know, especially coming into this year, it's like, okay, there's no more gimme games, right? Like Illinois used to be a gimme game. Hell Minnesota should have been a gimme game. Purdue, you know, all of those teams the last four or five years and, we don't have that luxury anymore. Nothing's a gimme game.
2: The Nebraska's everybody's gimme game now. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey.
1: especially with Illinois coming on the way that they are, but um, I can't remember who the heck said it in our uh, in our group chat I got on Twitter, but um, somebody said, I like our chances this game. Bielema seems too hard-headed to pay attention to the curse. So, like, you know, the curse about whoever oh, yeah. whoever beats Nebraska goes on to lose the rest of the season or gets a coach fired or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Purdue just got their asses kicked and beat Nebraska. I mean,
3: everybody's done it. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma's turned to a garbage team. Or
1: or there. if Nebraska
3: beats you, then you fire a coach. So. Well, <laughs> who wouldn't, That's right? True. <laughs> you can't lose to these ragtag boys. Kent, you're muted. We
1: can't hear you. Yeah, I can't
0: hear you. Sorry, what level of hell are we living in right now to the fact that we had a historic season last year where we lost nine games by less than 10 points. And now we're in 2022. We fire our coach after three games and everybody that plays us goes out and absolutely shits the bed in their next game. What level of hell are we living in right now? Why is this Uh. even remotely possible?
3: I would call it about the seventh level of hell that lies between uh the <laughs> asshole on balls of Satan. You know, the the taint, I think is what they call
1: it. That's about it's a, a hairy, hell, it's say. a hairy taint too. Oh thank yeah. you. Thanks. I, I,
0: there's a visual that I'm he's gonna been, have to drink a lot even, more vodka lot to get rid of. Peppers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. hairy Seven, and
0: seventh concentric circle of whatever in Dante's Inferno, so that's where we are, and it's red, of course, there, so <laughs> that just <laughs> seems to make sense. Um, let's move on to uh, what I really don't want to talk about, which is passing defense. They're pretty good, number one in the Big Ten and number two in the NCAA at 143.3 yards per game. If there's a stat that really scares me right here, it's this one. Uh, Thank God they're not all that good at throwing the ball. Otherwise, I'd be scared uh, for our defense. But God knows Chase Brown's going to go off for probably 150 or more. I mean, uh, so.
2: I don't know. They're effective throwing the ball. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're terrible. I mean, he's passing 70%. He's thrown 1,400 yards, 10 right. to 2 ratio. I mean, uh, Tommy DeVito, he's, he's not a bad quarterback. I he's mean, a
0: good game manager, and he's able to do what needs to be done when the ball needs to be thrown, right?
2: And and they got three decent targets to throw uh, between Isaiah Williams, Pat Bryant, and Brian Hightower. Those three guys, they all have over three uh, 300 yards receiving this year. Yeah. So so do you foresee us going back to the
1: 4-3 this game, right? So, I mean, like it's not like we're going up against Aiden O'Connell, who's at worst a career backup in the NFL, right? Probably getting drafted day three. Where you kind of got to drop everybody back. We obviously didn't get any pressure whatsoever on them. Um, so, do you see us going back to the four three for this game? But I mean, even at the four three, we still don't get shit for pressure. Like, are we going to be running some stunts? I mean, what what are we going to do to get back there?
2: That's I think a question. lot of it has to do is the injury front, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- who do we have? Who are we going to have available for the game? You know, everybody anticipates Luke Reimer will play. Uh, Williot, shoot, we don't know. We didn't hear the coaches talk last week. Sounds like Nick Henrich, he won't be playing this game. Probably, maybe not the rest of the season. We don't know how the secondary looks. I mean, there's there's a lot of question marks uh, that we really don't know.
0: Andrew, oh, yeah, was it your podcast that I heard, your recent one, where you, you guys talked about that all these guys that are on our defensive line – that were really good in high school. The only thing they really had was a bull rush. So that was an offensive line, actually. So that was me okay. talking
1: about Corcoran and uh, uh, Ben Hart. Okay. Um, as far as... My bad.
0: Sorry about that.
1: No, I mean, it's pretty much the same, though, honestly, right? But then on the defensive <laughs> line, though, the thing that really sucks is you got Oshan coming in. You got Devin Drew. You got... Uh, Stefan Wynn and then you got uh Garrett Nelson. So it's like on paper, this team or that line should be getting to the quarterback. No problem. No problem. Like you got the right. pretty much all your know, Oshan, everyone had him what at worst a day two pick in an NFL draft before this year. Uh Stefan Wynn had real snaps at Alabama. And I'm sorry, but if Bama recruited you, you should be pretty fucking good. And then Drew yeah. is a senior from Texas Tech. And I'm not saying Texas Tech's world beers by any means, but you're a senior. You've, you know, you got experience. That's just, it's been really disappointing. Now, O'Sean gets quiet. Like he has quiet games that matter, you know, like getting 10 tackles a game and things like that. It's just he's not getting, he's not getting the sacks that we all like to see, right? He's not getting the glamour plays that we want. Um, so yeah, that's it's just really kind of disappointing there. And then I not to go off on a tangent, but Hunter Anthony talk about another transfer coming in. That was an older transfer he came in and didn't do shit.
0: But that's another conversation. The offensive line's another topic. He came in for the NIL deal. Let's be honest here.
1: Yeah, well pull it. Pull that
3: and a scholarship.
0: <laughs> Here's a
3: better idea. Instead of doing that, pull his coach's salary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it.
3: No, I was just I was just showing ju- talking to Justin this morning about uh Oregon mm-hmm. has allowed one sack so far this year. With oh, their the two new off- with their no, with their offensive line coach. Uh, I can't remember mm. I can't remember what his offensive line coach's name but it was a, he this is his first year there. And they've only allowed one sack all year. And last year they gave up 25 sacks, I believe it was 24 or 25. <laughs> sacks. So you're so, you're halfway through you're halfway through a season only allowed one sack. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a talent overhaul as much as it needs to be a coaching overall.
1: I think. Yeah. So especially at so, Nebraska.
3: Cause you have so, four stars on this line that should be able to perform yes. that are not. So, so, so Jaden
1: If go it's ahead, one sorry.
3: guy I I'm sorry, if it's one guy, I could see okay, we got a bust. But when you got three, four guys that are four star guys not performing.
1: Yep. It's got to come down to coaching at some point, right? Yeah. So so Jaden and I have had this conversation, and Sean have had the conversation at length before. So it's like these guys are so good. How can they still be this bad with a new coach, right? And I like to right. think of it as, well, they were broken. Like they got here and and they broke them. Austin broke them. And they just haven't <laughs> been able to been fixed yet, right? So it's a little different to like come in And just stay the same and never get better. But I feel like they came in and literally like they broke them. Like it's like when you hire somebody new, right? You prefer to hire the person with no experience so you can train them your way. Whereas if you hire somebody that has a bunch of experience, they have been taught a certain way. And if it's not the same as yours, they're going to generally stay the way that they are rather than adapt to the way that you want them to be. And you're trying to teach them to be. And I kind of feel like that probably happened at Nebraska where it's like, okay, you guys do this, but we want to break you and remold you to come up this way. The problem is they broke them and never remolded them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bring me a molder. then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'll throw you in my (laughs) oven. I got you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know it's 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 pretty scary so i mean there was a, a lot of people who went, i'd say at best 50 50 on raiola when he got hired i was i was down um even though he hadn't ever been in a an official line coach only been an assistant i was like okay you know but he still knows what he's doing like he went Wait. he played for wisconsin like i was i was high on him and I don't know. I don't know if it's still necessarily his fault. I just kind of feel like these guys are broken. I don't know. I, I, Until I don't like start know. seeing like Henry, but Henry Lutowski doesn't look that great either. Like it's kind of gonna depend on who these new guys are now that have never had Greg Austin coach him. I guess. I, I don't I don't know that you can blame <sighs> him,
3: but he was a band-aid fix at best to begin with. Sure.
1: And our biggest question mark of what we needed right like it was like the most important hire we needed to have at the time
3: i wanted to give the guy a chance but i didn't expect him to be world beaters in year one under him but i expect to see maybe some improvement in technique and you're not seeing you haven't seen anything
2: i mean they they look even more lost in the system it's like they got to a point where they there's some of those guys that just look completely lost on every play I'm not going to call, single anyone out. They know who they are. Or you guys know who I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> ah, you muted yourself yeah. again. Damn. I there
0: you go. You, You're you know, good. You're back. It's, I've got all that ice in my glass, and it tinkles and shit when oh, I'm yeah. trying to drink, and I don't want to be it a tinkles. dick. So tinkle, <laughs> tinkle, tinkle. Tinkle, tinkle. Justin's <laughs> got to go to the
3: bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring it back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I completely lost my train of thought. Thank you for telling me I was muted. Oh, we are were,
1: we we're being PC and not calling out players.
0: It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> there was a play, was it Rutgers? I think it was Rutgers, that either Carrick or somebody put out on Facebook where both tackles got hit so hard by the defender that both of them were like windmilling their arms. They couldn't even get their arms out to punch them back. And I'm like, holy cow. Is the technique that bad? Or is the strength and conditioning absolute dog crap? Because for me, I think it's a mixture of both of them. I think Zach Duval, hey, they're, long, they're, they're strong as hell from the waist down, but they can't freaking move, and so, they've got no strength on the waist up. And defensive line, when you're running through, when, when somebody like Garrett Nelson or, or Ty Robinson has got a dude and he's got him wrapped up and the fucker runs out of the tackle, to me that isn't technique that's strength there's something missing there that they're not able to hold on to the guy and get him to the ground aiden o'connell for god's sakes the slowest some <laughs> on the face of the planet was able to juke ty robinson
1: so are oh, we just come the, on are we just the all get off the bus team only you know what i mean like we're just they all
0: looks look like tarzan play like jane they got because, big dudes yeah. they got big dudes Yep, yeah, can't
1: play. <laughs> we are yep. big. Um, I definitely think I definitely think it's technique, to be honest with you. I mean, when you got who was it, farmer came out and said they haven't even been tackling for four years. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yep. How is how is the media never caught on to that, never said anything? And you know what's another thing that pissed me off about the media is like simple the other day, he was like, Well, you know, when we were watching these guys in preseason, you know, in training camp. I knew that offensive line looked terrible. It's like, well, why the fuck didn't you say anything then?
2: Oh, because you know, he he was pumping up uh, Donovan Rayola, and he was yeah. pumping up that yeah he was pumping up that offensive line that they're firing off the ball better. I mean, he was pushing that Scott Frost agenda. On he the, was uh, also the stuff.
0: still employed at the Journal Star. They were they were getting yeah hooked up with the Omaha World Herald. He was working a deal in the back door. With uh on three sports and all that stuff at that time too. So he's kind of doing uh playing both sides of the fence and whatnot. He's not been anything but kind of straight down the middle now. And Sipple's one of my favorite dudes. I've been following oh, Sipple me too. since since the mid nineties when he first showed up on the scene. So yeah, Nebraska Media. In one case, and I know we're so completely off the rails of the topic of this show, which is fine, because that's what this is a therapy session, gentlemen. We're here (laughs) to make sure that all four of us, when we leave, are a little bit drunker and feel a little bit better about being Husker fans when we sign off, right? That's kind of the whole point of this deal, right? One out of two ain't bad. Yeah, well, we're going to damn sure be drunker. God knows I am. Um, But where the hell was I? Sipple, right? yeah yeah anyway i love sybil i just wish he would have been the response and you know as much as i detest the guys from the omaha world herald because i think they picked really bad timing to give coaches shit in a press conference you know Dirk chatelaine yeah uh those guys that would just they couldn't freaking wait to piss bo off right back in the day they couldn't wait yep you know and it there's there's a line you have to walk at a, as a journalist. You're not supposed to be about the why or the who did it or whatever. You're supposed to just give everybody the facts. Just yeah. the facts. If the offensive line looks like shit in spring camp, just say so. Yeah. We saw it in the spring game, you know. Oh, damn, this defensive line's going to be badass. Nope. Our offensive line's going to suck dick yeah <laughs> all year. <laughs> yeah exactly because go ahead and like like
1: to your point with the omaha guys like like sam and dirk no thanks and tom chattel like i would love to listen to that guy if he didn't sound like he was gonna have a fucking heart attack every other sentence i mean he's like that (laughs) like chris farley on saturday night live like fucking the bears you know yeah he's got
0: he's got a speech impediment but yeah
1: poor bastard I mean somebody's gotta pull him like Corso, you know, like it's tied.
0: Let's just pull. Him. <laughs> yep. Yep. <Yeah. laughs> so Illinois. <laughs> now that we've completely gone where we shouldn't have gone. Are we still talking minutes, about that? I, yeah. You know what? I I you know yeah, we were on to Minnesota. We were on to <laughs> that's the other home game that we might win. Uh, and my wife and I are going to Illinois. We weren't. We were thinking about looking for tickets, but we made a donation to Team Jack uh, during the Radiothon, and they gave us tickets as a result. So I'm like, yay. Hey, Tyler will be there. Shit, I think Chase Brown might be the next Melvin Gordon on Saturday, and I really don't want to be there to see it. But anyway, um, why don't we move on and take a look at some keys to victory? Can, can um, we talk about the defense a little bit
2: more? I got I got some things go like, uh, to talk about here. Like they are very good at sacking the quarterback. They have four dudes uh, with three and a half or more sacks. Uh, they got uh, three of them defensive ends. Drayton uh, Newton, he's got uh, he leads the team in tackles, thirty seven. He's got four sacks, eight tackles for loss, and uh, eight quarterback hurries. Another defensive end, Keith uh, Randolph. He's got four sacks, eight tackles for loss, and three quarterback hurries. Another defensive end, uh, Gabe Jakus. I guess that's how you say it. He's got four sacks. And an outside linebacker, Seth Coleman. Uh, he's got three and a half sacks, and he leads the team in quarterback hurries with nine. So these guys are just blowing offensive lines up. Uh, they're mm-hmm. getting to the quarterback. They're effective. They rank – I think they rank uh, – 11th in sacks also and uh Nebraska, in the NCAA, yeah, 11th in the NCAA, and then okay. Nebraska. We rank 106th in sacks allowed. That's not a good recipe, and uh for trying to you know protect your quarterback, and that's uh that, that scares me a lot. Uh one other thing that uh another player to uh point out is Kendall Smith, he's the free safety, he has four interceptions. Uh, Illinois, they have 12 interceptions on the year, and they have three dudes with at least two interceptions on the year. I mean, it's a lot, yeah. It's it
3: it really is a lot because I'm gonna tell you, they don't play, they haven't played a lot of passing teams yet. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, Indiana's
3: 44th, Mm uh, Wisconsin's 89th, uh, in passing yards, Virginia's 75th, uh.
0: So do you think Whipple can scheme some stuff up for these guys, or what do you think? I mean, he's, he's had two weeks to prepare,
2: right? And so is he going to so scheme do something? Yeah. yeah,
0: I was going to say. Two weeks was... to figure out how to bracket Freak and Trey it's, Palmer and take it's gonna, him away.
2: It's going to depend, again,
3: on that offensive line. Can they look like they did in the second half of Purdue or the first half of Purdue? Unfortunately, on the second half of Purdue, you only had the ball for, what, five minutes total?
0: Yeah, and scored twenty four so points. So they lo-
3: they looked good uh-huh. for five minutes, but can you do it for mm-hmm. a whole half or a whole game? God forbid.
2: So Illinois defense—they've allowed one rusher to go over a hundred yards, and that was against Minnesota. Mo Abraham—he had one hundred twenty-seven yards rushing. You know that sounds impressive, but overall in that entire game, Minnesota had just one hundred eighty yards total
3: offense.
2: <laughs> and so, right. But again, they're,
3: I think they're 98 yeah. in passing offense. They're not a passing offense. Yeah, not... it, it didn't help that you knocked
1: out Tanner, uh, Morgan, got... Tanner yeah. Morgan. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, isn't he in his sixth year, like Aiden O'Connell too? I mean, uh... fucking nothing but Chris Wankies all over the place. After I COVID. think they've both
0: been playing since Bo Pelini was our coach. I think I yeah. think he's got his doctor. Yeah. I think he's closer to his 14th. That's year, like but... that's like Patty
1: Fisher. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, how many fucking years is he going to play? <laughs> Yeah, and then he didn't even get drafted.
0: Yeah, I couldn't
3: believe
1: that.
0: Go figure. Well, are we done? Are we done uh, licking our wounds for the game that we haven't played yet?
3: Sure. Well, I I I, I do think if Whipple can plan something, some quick passes, try and keep Casey Thompson out of trouble, uh, they can give up some yards on passing. I mean, Indiana did do it. And that's so, the only game they've lost is Indiana. So if you, can, if you can get the passing game into a rhythm, it's not like you can't win this game.
2: God, that game, though, I mean, because uh, I had bet uh, Illinois in that game.
0: Yeah. And
2: Illinois was the better team. And somehow they lost. I mean, it was. Go figure. It's like that yeah. one
1: that you drop every year you're not supposed to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, every yeah. team's got them.
3: Well, I'm him. kind of hoping that's what this game is for Illinois. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Another one.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, Doesn't God. It
2: seem like they're getting stronger and stronger as the year goes
0: on, though. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys get that impression?
1: Yeah, a little bit. So it's I like, mean, how do you... we're
0: getting what?
1: Uh, stagnant at best. What? Like, how do you how do you give Casey three seconds to throw the ball? How do you
0: you know you, give you roll them up out? Your... That's all yeah. you can do. You got to well, roll out. Well, and I thought we were gonna—I
1: thought we were gonna roll out during Purdue, and we didn't. You know, put, like put him honestly, back there, the
2: punt formation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but like that was one of my keys to the game when Purdue was rolling out, and we didn't—we didn't really see it. You know, right. like the couple of times he has scrambled and committed to a scramble, we've gotten a first down. He's just—he's that's just not either not in him or he's just I don't know. I don't know how you keep taking those shots that you keep taking a one stay in the game and two, not look to scramble like the kids. Just I don't, I don't think gamer. His, I, I don't when it comes to yeah. running I don't think his
3: decision be- decision making is always the best. There are times he's got open lanes and he could make could run. Yeah. I don't could, know, he, he right. just, yeah. He wants to make a play with his arm. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a running quarterback. He wants to make a play with his arm. He well, wants to put I, game film out there for
1: the NFL. Do you think that's. Do you think that's one NFL thing? Because guess what? NFL quarterbacks are expected to scramble for a first two. Or two, is it because his dad was a running quarterback and he's trying to be the, you know, how you like being the kid everything doesn't wanna, his dad wasn't? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's trying to make his own way. Right. So, like, a yeah. lot of times you have those kids like that. They I get out of that shadow. Them. Yeah, yep. so he wants to be the passing quarterback and not the running quarterback. So he's like, I don't dare run. I'll stay back here and get my ass kicked instead. And he's got a good arm. He's got
3: good accuracy. I mean,
1: at times, if, 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 not no, on, the deep, on the deep
3: ball.
0: He's good well, on the deep ball. No, it's, yards too, in it's too short. Not great. It's that too short.
1: That, that
3: was after he took like 16 shots too, though. True. Yeah, his ribs are probably fucked.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But also, also a lot of times... Y'all thought his deep balls looked pretty good earlier in the year. They're just too short. Like he's not hitting anybody in stride. They have to come back for all of them. But you start to see that uh, a lot more in the NFL also because that's where you get your P.I. calls. Getting getting into coming back to the ball and then the corner's not looking and they're running right into you. You know, so I kind of get that, but... Either way, hit him, hit him in stride a few times.
0: No doubt. uh shall, shall we move on to some keys to victory? If there's a way for Nebraska to win this game, Derek, uh, come up with three things Nebraska has to do.
3: Three things. All right. Well, <laughs> one's going to sound really <laughs> stupid here, but it's going to be get off the field on third down. Nebraska doesn't have a, a terrible time holding teams to third down. It's getting off the field on third down. Yeah. And, and you got to, you got to start holding to third and longs instead of these third and shorts. Cause if we're on third and short, every time Chase Brown's just going to get a first down every single time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, so you're going to have to keep keeping to some third and longs and get off the field on third downs, uh, establish, establish a pass. And I, I normally, I wouldn't be that way. I'd say establish a run. I think in this situation, their run defense is just too good, and you're going to yeah. have to establish some kind of offense. And unfortunately, you may have to run some screens to counteract some of the run. Um, number three, I, don't turn a ball over because you've got you go. again, you've got to keep their offense off the field as much as you can.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Andrew, you've got three. I do.
1: Um, right. So my three are going to be give. Casey, three seconds. It's a magic number that they got to obtain is three seconds. I mean, hell, even two and a half would be a luxury at this point, but three's the magic <laughs> number they got to give him. Uh, time of possession. I'll say this week in and week out on my podcast every week, we have to find a way to hit the 31-minute mark. Every time we hit 31 minutes, we win the game. So yep. that will always and forever be an emphasis, which is going to be excruciatingly painfully hard within all the teams we have upcoming and then also just tackling you got to tackle you, we cannot do arm tackling we mm-hmm. have to wrap up and fucking get them with the first guy way too many times we could get a tackle for loss he misses not to mention the second and third guy missing and then there's fourth guy finally coming in but we have to. I don't care if it's behind the line of scrimmage, if it's at the line of scrimmage, if it's two yards down the field. We have to get that tackle with the very first guy that touches. Or, or at least maintain your position and allow a little little bit of time for somebody yeah. to help
0: you. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Because that is that is one thing that has been fair. I think we have been swarming the ball more. Um, but to your point, Derek, if that first guy can't maintain the position then it's, it's, they're still picking up more yards after that. So
3: You, you don't you don't have a, a spot to rally to. I mean, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you can maintain your position and keep them there, you have a spot to rally to. Otherwise, you're just rallying to that side of the field.
0: Yep. Exactly, exactly. Justin, do you have three?
2: I have three, and they're not too far different from uh, what Andrew and Derek have said. But, you know, uh, all three of these are very important. Uh, My first one is protect the quarterback. I talked about the sacks that uh, Illinois has generated their quarterback hurries and our poor offensive line play that needs to get better in this game. You got to protect Casey Thompson because our offense, Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not, is him throwing the ball. Uh, The number two thing is we better be able to run the ball in this game. Uh, Andrew, you talked about the time of possession, Illinois, they rank third in the nation in time of possession at thirty-four minutes and fifty-seven seconds, Nebraska okay. ranks one hundred tenth at yeah. twenty-seven sec twenty-seven minutes and fifty seconds. What did we hear last week? Uh, you know, we, we had like seventeen minutes of total possession yes. last week. Yes. We were in the game, but the defense—they cannot continue taking hundred plays. Years. Yeah, th- that can't happen. And Illinois—they're gonna—they're going to hold the ball long because they do have a great running attack. We need to be able to run the ball to shorten this game up as much because they're going to run too. And uh, sticking with the run for my third key point is stopping the run. I talked about earlier. uh, And and my point here is that we haven't faced uh, a really good rushing attack, except Oklahoma, Illinois is 26th. We haven't faced a top 50 rushing attack yet this year, other than Oklahoma. And it's going to get worse and worse. And the guys that we've played uh, so far, they're having success running the ball against us. And Mm -hmm. so uh, (laughs) it takes two weeks. We could only practice two days last week. So hopefully they did two things. Work on tackling and got their bodies right because (laughs) we're going to get beat up in this game, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, I mean, Justin, to your point there, like it's amazing what three or four minutes of time of possession will do for a, for a game, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, you could like, uh, you know, I was talking to people last week during the game, and it's like, I was like, our offense is killing our defense this game. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Our offense is putting up weight, enough points and everything. I'm like, it's nothing but big play after big play. Like, eventually you got to sustain a 10, 12, play drive and help them out yep. a little bit like yeah i understand it's on them to get off the field but at the same time get the fuckers a little bit of a breather do you guys think <laughs> that whipple
2: knows that with the offensive line being as shitty as they are that the only That's way why. that we're gonna have success yeah. is just chunk it deep and just go you hope know, that trey palmer goes and gets it yeah. yeah i mean he's he's seen a lot of offenses in his life he knows what he's doing and for him to continually run these plays uh, and not even try I, I think he just knows it's it's not it's not worth trying I mean that's a really you, you fair point that I never times, thought of but if you're gonna go three and out anyway I mean it, it you're not yeah. helping your team go get the points I mean
1: yeah no that's that's a really fair one I've never thought of and it makes a lot of sense
2: yeah I I don't know I, I hope I just hope that uh <laughs> maybe that Purdue game was just an, an anomaly I guess and maybe we will commit more <laughs> to the run but I mean, Anthony Grant, there's there's nowhere to go for him. I mean, he looked great in the beginning of the year when we played shit defenses or worse defenses, right? Now the yeah. defenses are picked up. The,
0: and and when Scott Frost was calling the running plays made a difference too. Cuz I mean, he does know how to scheme that.
2: I mean, what what were the uh uh the three teams? Okay, so Northwestern, Georgia Southern, North Dakota. I don't know what they rank in uh in total defense. But I, I can't look, imagine yeah. it's that good. So,
3: yeah. no, uh, but it's, it's the misdirections. I think that help. And there's just there's none of that with this offense now.
0: Straightforward yeah. inside zone, I, inside zone.
3: And I do think that, I, that scheme. I do think that scheme helps. Yeah, I wouldn't, and I I wouldn't think, be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to throwing uh, Logan Smothers in for a series or two and let him run a little bit.
1: Yep. So. So over at our podcast, we are huge Smothers homers. Um, so every time Purdy comes in over Smothers, I about lose a, my right nut every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I think too to your guys' point. Yes, the play calling's changed for for runs specifically, but then also you don't have AJ Allen coming in taking a breather. We still haven't had Gabe Urban coming in for the last couple of games. Yeah. I think I think getting Irvin back. Um helps a little bit, but it's all on this offensive line, guys. I mean, I don't give a shit what runs they're calling. You still gotta that's offensive line still gotta give them better holes. So what about Ramir Johnson? Where has he been? Ramir, the few yeah, we finally got to see him and look what he did. Busted out. Like yeah, he was on a milk, he was
0: on a milk carton for six yeah. games. He comes out in the seventh game, 17 yards, and goes right back on the milk carton.
2: Yeah, what the hell so we know who Makes our number so one sense. running back is, right? It's Anthony right. Grant. Now AJ Allen is out. He was the clear number two. Who's our number two running back right now? Because we're seeing guys shuffle in and out. I, mean, I think it's Irvin. You think it's Irvin? I think I think it's, I think it I think it's Irvin. Be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think from the limited time that we gotta see him play, I think he's shown that he was the clear three. But to be fair, and to Derek's point, we haven't seen Ramir that much. No. And, yes, there's a, probably a reason why Gabe Irvin won the job out last year to start the season, was the only, you know, true freshman in however many freaking years to start for Nebraska at running first back. One ever. First was one it the ever. first one ever? Okay. Yeah. So so there was probably something they seen there. But also, Derek's point is they're out. Let's see Ramir. And the few times you get to see him – He stepped up last year when Gabe Irvin got hurt. He stepped up. He knows this offensive line. He knows what works like for running plays for this offensive line. Let him put a bug in Mickey and Whipple's ear and be like, hey, guys, if you just run these plays, I could make them work. Let's get A couple of
0: wheel routes wouldn't hurt. Yep. So my keys to victory are kind of a lot like you guys. Um, For me, it's all about stopping Chase Brown. Number one, hold him to under 150 yards. <laughs> I think we got a pretty good shot. Not even a hundred, a He's not a hundred. God knows we're <laughs> not going to do that, but if we can hold him to 40 l- yards less than what we give up per game, I feel pretty good. Um, and he averages five and a half yards of carry. and we average giving up 4.9. So if we can, Meet in the middle somewhere there. (laughs) I'd I'd be pretty happy. Um, And he averages 27.4 attempts per game for 151.3 yards per game. If we can hold him below that, I like our chances. Um, And I think we need to be plus two in the turnover margin. Nebraska is Uh, 93rd in the country at minus 0.43 turnover margin per game. So if we can go plus two, I like our chances, and then Trey Palmer needs to have at least 120 plus yards receiving and score at least two or more TDs. Because other than that, I don't see where we score enough points to win. So well, to those... be fair,
3: to be fair, to add on to what you're saying, I mean, yeah. it is stopping Chase Brown. I don't don't be fooled. Like it's not about stopping and run; it's about stopping Chase Brown. You're behind him, they don't have a lot. The yeah. guy behind the guy behind him has
1: 150 yards on the year. Did you say I mean, Brown is like Rashard Mendenhall 2.0 or better? <laughs> well, he might be better, honestly. Yeah, but, but I think I think that's a very good point, though. Derek is, yeah you you do cut him out. They they don't have the depth. I don't think they have depth like we do at running back. You know, so I mean, are we saying? don't don't take them out of the game or what are we talking about (laughs) i mean just just like mm -hmm. you know tariff hammy only take them out for one game or
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey well can i ask you guys a couple of over unders here yeah go ahead Mm -hmm. okay so uh i'm gonna start with sacks uh how many sacks will illinois get on uh, Nebraska. I'm going to set that over under at 3.5. Ken?
0: Well, I'm going to go over. Over. I there. don't trust this offensive line at all. I, I,
1: th- I think you have to go over. What do they average a game?
2: Uh, 3.29 a game.
1: And we probably give up at least
2: 3 a game. I, I don't have that, but we're one hundred and sixth in the nation. Well,
0: yeah. we, we Last up, week we we gave up four in the first half and then we yeah, didn't we gave, give up any in the second half. So I don't give well, up um, that means, but we give, so up, we give, up, gonna, we give up two point seven nine sacks a game.
1: All right, okay. I'm gonna be optimistic coming off a bye. I'm gonna go under say we only give up three. Okay. Because Casey might learn to scramble. This is a different defense, though.
3: <laughs> so. the, the reason right. I the reason I have to go over is we're probably the most passing team they've seen all since they all year. And our offensive line is just bad. You know, okay. They're already getting sacks. I, I just don't see how we hold them to under three and a half.
2: Okay. Yep. So s- sticking with sacks, how many sacks does Nebraska get? Over under 1.5, Ken? Under. Under. Derek? Under, because I don't think they're going to throw the ball much. Andrew? Sorry, what was they getting my bad? Uh, sacks. <laughs> how many sacks will uh, Nebraska get? Nebraska get? Over?
1: Yeah. Under. I don't even know what the number is, but it's (laughs) It's 1.5. It could have been zero, and I would have said under. Under. (laughs) So,
2: (laughs) the final over-unders, talk about time of possession. Will Nebraska hold the ball for at least 20 minutes, over or under 20 minutes in this game, Ken?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Maybe Whipple learned his lesson from Purdue. Maybe he didn't. I'm going to go under, though. 19.3. (laughs) <laughs> something like that. Derek? Yeah.
3: I'm going to go over. Nebraska's averaging holding the ball 27, almost 28 minutes a game. I I, I think the Purdue game was a bit of an anomaly. I, I don't think we're going to have it for 17 minutes like we did there. It, it'll be probably around 25, 26 minutes to me.
2: So? Okay.
1: Andrew? I'm going to go over as well. I think to your point, we, were, we got down big and bad, right? But after that Oklahoma game, Mickey came right out and said, hey, we know we need to slow the slow the clock down for ourselves. And he did that for two games up until we had Purdue. So I think he's you know, going to go right back to that. He sees what happened in that game. I think we easily get to that 25 mark oh,
2: just wow. because it'll be easily. a point of
1: emphasis. Okay. I think so.
2: I he know. knows he's
1: got to win that to win the game. He knows that.
2: Yeah. That's- it'll be a tall order. All right, Ken, you can have your show back.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. It's not my show, it's our show. I share with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we just move on to the fun part, which is score predictions? I'll start with you, Justin. What do you think is gonna happen on Saturday?
2: Uh this is something I want to bring out bring up uh earlier. Uh, is I love lines. I love gambling. Uh but the line opened up at five, and that line has been moving in Illinois' favor all day long. Mm-hmm. It's now They're yep. now seven-point favorites yep. in this game. Uh, the over-under is at 51-and-a-half. Wow. Uh, as I look at this game, I'm just trying to think of the key areas where we match up well against them. I'm, I'm just not really seeing it. Uh, I mean, it's it's like... I think this is going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to toss it up for a hope and prayer, and hope Trey Palmer catches it and runs to the end zone. But I just think with this defense, as good as this defense as they are, and uh, they're just going to have an answer to it. I, I don't, I don't know if we can battle them enough. I'm going to say something along the lines of Illinois wins thirty-one to thirteen.
0: Ooh, okay. I can see that. I can definitely see that. How about you, Derek?
3: I, I don't think it's that that big of a loss. I I, I don't know that we have a, a big chance to win this game. I, I think Trey Palmer is going to be a nightmare for their defensive backs. He is fast enough to get loose, and Casey Thompson will get on the ball. I do think Nebraska will score. Uh, I'll lean towards Illinois 31
1: to 28. That close? Nice.
0: Okay. That'll work. How about you, Andrew?
1: Uh, I'm going 31 to 20, Illinois. Um, I think to Derek's point, we'll get some points, but you know with that defense, they're going to stop us. And um, in the red zone, uh, because we're going to rely on that big play way too much. And then also when it comes to Illinois and stopping them with our whole bend don't break, we're gonna we're gonna bend the whole way down to that red zone. And then once they get in the red zone, then they're going to rely on you know, throwing the ball or that quarterback running it in. And, you know, so that, that uh, Brown may not necessarily get the touchdowns, but Illinois will in the end.
2: Hey, come to on, be, Andrew. Andrew's fair. not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still doing it.
2: They're still doing
1: it. When you're lining up, you know, eight, nine yards off of the receivers, like quit. To be, to, get up to be, there and press them.
3: To be fair, Illinois is 96 <laughs> in the country in red zone offense. Are yeah. they?
1: That is so a true. lot of field goals could be could good. Yep. So, on- okay. so maybe we hammer the unders in this one, boys.
0: I think he hammered the under. Um, yeah, for me, I've got the under, I've got it. 28, 17, Illinois. Uh, I kind of have a bad feeling. I think chase Brown has the capability of being Melvin Gordon part two on our own field, but he mm. doesn't, um, but I do think he's going to go for over 150 and the number one team in total defense in the big 10 will push our offensive line all over the place and shut down, shut down most of what we want to do, except for maybe a few big plays by Trey Palmer. And they're going to build a 21 point lead going into the fourth quarter, but Casey Thompson gets hurt late and Nebraska turns to Chuba Purdy, who will fight back valiantly in the end, but it ends up 28, 17 Illinois. And I'm going to be there to watch every damn snap. And I'm hoping it's not going to be as bad as, as, uh, Justin does. <laughs> so every time
1: we're behind, I can be like, yell louder, kid.
0: No, I have no voice left, dude. <laughs> I just can't do it. I I've got this podcast to do the next day. If I'm sitting here sounding like froggy from freaking little rascals, <laughs> it's just no fun. Um,
3: so, so just, just a quick question for you guys. It's nobody's, yeah, but- very high on this game and nobody really thinks we have a great shot to win. Let's play the what if game. What if Nebraska does pull this out? What does that do for Mickey Joseph?
2: Sign him up right now. No, you take the interim label off. Can't do that. How long has it been since we've won beat yeah, a
0: Illinois game? is not the game that you sign him up for. Now if he goes if he goes um down to Michigan, plays him within three points like we did last year, then I'd say sign him up. Or we come back home after a close loss to Michigan and we actually beat Whiskey, sign them up. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen until the end of the year. Um, but, I yeah, it definitely, I think, I think it, it changes the conversation a little bit, though. If we're 4-4 going into next week, it changes the conversation for sure.
1: Where would we be tied for the first or take over the first? We'd tied be t- for first.
0: tied with Purdue. Per- no, Purdue
1: would have the tiebreaker. We'd be second still, right? Yep. So we're third yep. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, the whole Mickey thing. <laughs> until until you're winning the West, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, he's got he's got to at least put himself in the conversation, though, right? Like he's in the conversation. He's he's already been enough in the conversation. He's, he's to in know the that conversation. He's guaranteed be- coming back. He's in the conversation because
3: of his name, though. Like he's the he's the former Husker, so people want to see him succeed. I don't think that's it. You recru-
1: know why he's, he's in a- the word. conversation? He's recruiting. a great recruiter. That's so, why he's so, in the conversation. I get it. I get it. And, that,
3: and that's definitely got him in a conversation. But I, again, do you want to give the whole guy your your whole team for recruiting, or do you want to give him just keep him on?
0: He's two and two in his first four games as a head coach at Nebraska without the benefit of a spring practice and a fall practice as head coach. Scott yeah. Frost in his first four games, oh and four. Mickey's in fact, already and six. <laughs> Mac, Mickey's already ahead of him. That speaks a little bit to me. But, but again, are, are we trying what to get
3: can do. are we trying to get better than Scott Frost or are we trying to get back to being relevant? Ooh. Back to
0: being relevant oh. means being better than Scott Frost at this point. To start. No, it yeah. I mean,
3: it's, a, it's a baby step, sure, but it's not back to being relevant.
0: No, I agree. And, and you, let's be honest. Mickey does not meet uh trev albert's first metric which is a head coach with power five experience
2: so let's continue this derek if if mickey joseph goes out with this team that he took over from scott frost you know pretty bad team and he beats a ranked team in illinois don't you think that mickey joseph is going to get some head coaching won't that seal the deal that he's going to get some head coaching offers out there probably
3: I, i don't i don't know maybe I can see him get maybe a group of five job. I don't think he's getting a power five job.
2: Okay, I mean, but, but you're talking. Colorado
1: you know. begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> if Mickey Joseph takes us to a bowl game, I guarantee Colorado's already, like. They're on the phone. You know who Colorado thinks they're going to get? If he takes us to, 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 to a bowl game, I think it's unquestionable. You have to keep him. But you know who Colorado thinks they're going to get? Either Walters from Illinois or Bielema. Or not, B-Enemy. And it's the like enemy. they're yeah. not going to get neither one, first of all. But you know they're going to fucking call Mickey. Why wouldn't they? Sure. Every everybody should be calling me. Like Colorado, Arizona State, Charlotte. They should all be calling his agent, gauging his interest. They're Hell, like, we okay. called
0: Mickey back in twenty twenty, yeah, and he said like, if, no.
1: <laughs> if Nebraska isn't going to offer you a head coaching job, do you want one somewhere? You know, do you want one here? Like. The conversations being Don't had, know. it's got to be had. Yeah, because everyone was hired just for the recruiting. Yeah, like that. Like that's the other thing. So it's like, okay, so we know he's going to stay, right? But at minimum, he's got to stay as an associate head coach mm-hmm. in order to pay him enough to stay, right? That was the whole point of getting him here. Was yeah. okay. You're going to be a wide receivers coach, but you're also going to be the associate head coach because one and recruiting probably coach- going to. Yeah, because one, we're probably going to fire Scott and we're going to have you be the interim to give you a run. And two, so we can pay you enough by mm-hmm. having the associate title with you. Right. So that's yep. going to stay.
2: He has so many goddamn job titles. His business card has a front and back to it. I
1: mean, it's <laughs> crazy.
0: It's about this. Big. No, they just Figured started. They yeah, started.
1: <laughs> they just start putting initials on there. They don't spell them out anymore. Yeah. It's like,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. it's like
1: doctors, yeah. you know. They just got little letters. Yeah,
2: MD, DDS. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: That, that's that's fair. I just don't think beating Indiana and Rutgers gets you on the level where everybody's calling you up, going, "Hey, we really want you for Ed."
0: No, it, it doesn't. doesn't.
2: But Illinois changes everything.
0: If they're six You beat Illinois. It's it's a different conversation going forward.
1: I think the thing, Derek, to your point about being Illinois and Rutgers is, yes, on paper that sucks, but look at what that's done for, like, look at how those guys responded to those wins for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like they're playing for him way more than they were for Scott. And then also, too, with Mickey, the whole thing with him being a head coach is you're just asking him to be the CEO. You just yeah. want to have you just want him to go hire great assistants. You're not asking him to be running an offense for the first time. You're not asking him to be an offensive coordinator. You're just asking him to be the CEO and and make sure he's his coordinators are doing the right thing, right? Which is what Saban does. That's what Dabo does. That's what you know any good coach worth their weight does. You know, they're that's, just that's CEOs. Fair. That's
3: fair. I, I just <clears throat> I, again, well, I, if, that's if, why if I think he'd be a good he, head coach. If, if he beats Illinois and loses out the rest of the season, I don't, I still don't think no. that does enough for him.
0: No, but it certainly changes the the the. <laughs> you beat Illinois this week; it certainly changes the conversation for a week. Then we see yeah. what we do against Minnesota. If he figures it out against them, which they haven't exactly been crazy this year, uh, good. Then you're going into Michigan, going, holy crap, we've got two, one more win, we're in a bowl game. Right. So yeah. the conversation definitely changes, but and, and I, agree with you. I agree if, with you. Number you one, he doesn't, game, he doesn't, he doesn't you meet the game, metric. You
1: automatically have to hire. Mickey Joseph. What's your, what, I mean, what's your cutoff day for when we have to have a coach hired? Is it, is it after Iowa? Is it pre-Iowa? I mean, I think I, it's I, I think the, I think the the transfer
0: after Iowa. If it's Mickey, it gets announced before. <laughs> That's my opinion. If the it's transfer days he, he will do enough to be announced before Iowa, but if it's not, it's gonna be announced right after. That's that's the, my read on it. I think and the Sibyl's transfer days
1: December sixth, <laughs> I think, right? So I mean you have until right after you have Iowa. to have
0: somebody in place for recruiting, but period. You because gotta know of who it is deadline. Yep.
1: And if it's somebody on a contending team, <clears throat> they I mean, how do you get them in early enough for recruiting? They just bail yeah. on that team. To end the season? Well, you're in yeah. that boat no matter what, though, aren't you? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless
3: Mickey's a guy, you're in that boat no matter what.
1: So, yeah. which is interesting because you got Mickey going and re-recruiting guys, specifically in Arizona, that were uh quote-unquote loss and still are lost loss for us because he's committed somewhere else. But we all heard the rumor around that one, right, <clears throat> with Raiola? Yep so it's like okay how do you go back is he is he gonna want to come here after they shit can his uncle but but how do you go in there and even have a conversation to re-recruit him though without like a, a top number one recruit like that you can't even go talk to him without knowing who the coach is gonna be right so you got to have, a, you got to know if you're Trev, you got to know who the, who the fucking next yep. coach is, where the plan in place that Mickey's staying and Mickey go, can go around to like Coleman and all these other kids be like, here, here's the deal. This is who we got. But,
3: but again, this- your
1: point, at this we don't know that Mickey's coming back because unless he's the head
3: coach and he's getting head coaching offers, why is he going to come
1: here to be a wide
3: receivers coach?
1: That's what I'm saying. Does he have that big of a heart on for Nebraska no matter what? We're ride or die. I mean, like I know we all would be, but fuck, we don't have offers coming out of our ass like he would.
0: We'll see. I mean, we 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 don't know he's going to have those offers coming out of his ass. We 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 just don't know. A lot of other teams are watching how he performs too. And true. if you look like crap against Illinois, you look like crap the next week against Minnesota. There's only so much sentiment and <clears throat> happiness and stuff at at beating indiana and rutgers are going to get you i think a desperate Um, team
1: like colorado though takes them just for recruiting
0: and i think that's exactly why a team like colorado um shouldn't have a mickey joseph because they shouldn't deserve that kind of recruiting (laughs) (laughs) that'd make
2: it interesting when we play him next though if he was the coach that'd be a weird feeling Oh, you know sure. he'd beat us.
1: You know he'd fucking beat us yeah. just because of the
0: story. Well, line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Not if we have
2: Urban Meyer as head coach, right?
1: Oh
3: That's
2: God, okay.
1: don't no. I about pop my table
3: up here. Oh come on! <laughs> he instantly changes the program. Instantly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, I meant like from a hard on, not anger. <laughs> <on.
0: laughs> You'd be
1: surprised at how many people argue with me that they don't want him here. Oh, uh, you know, you know, it's yeah. So. This will, I, I'll have this I'm not going to argue, but I don't want him here. No, I'll have this conversation with the guys out there about T.O. not being a saint or whatever, but that's a conversation we have. Oh, weekly we know on that, podcast.
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know that. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for doing this tonight on kind of short notice. Uh, Derek, Justin, jumping in as soon as quickly as you did. And and Andrew, you know, what we planned to do today didn't come through, but damn you came through and you hung out with me tonight and quite frankly made it a whole lot easier on me and i really appreciate that guys uh brought a lot of good info to the table andrew where can folks find big red and more on social media
1: uh so i got mine right down here it's big red and more one uh you can find my co-host Jaden at big red and more two um and then also we got our third co-host sean it's s kenny k-e-n-n-y um so yeah, check us out. And then the and more part of it is we also do NFL specials too. So I don't cool. know how much guys are big on NFL, but we bring on my old roommate Aaron. Um, he does a absolutely phenomenal job. He's great. Um, so yeah, if you guys like NFL too, check out our NFL draft specials and preseason specials and stuff like that. So
0: all right. How about you boys on the Cuzcast?
2: Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HuskerCuzcast and uh if you care to follow me personally, I'm at Cuzcast Justin. Derek is at Cuzcast Derek and Tyler, who isn't here right now, but he's at Shafemania.
0: Sweet. Well, you can find Scott and I. Hope he's feeling better. At uh, genredpod.com. That's where all of our social media info is at. At the top of the page, click the links to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And then you can also find our audio show wherever you get your podcast by looking for Gen- Generation Red. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate and review the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please like this video. And don't be afraid to uh, subscribe to the channel. Ring that bell. That way you can watch all of our old content and be notified when new live streams or video content is put out there. Hey guys, this has been a hell of a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And uh, you know what? Scott's not here, but on his behalf, I'm Ken. We're both Generation Red. And thanks to the CuzCast guys, Justin and Derek, as well as Andrew from Big Red and more. And no matter what anybody tries to tell you, I'm going to fill in for Scott and say this Fuck Iowa. And yeah. No Like Nebraska. Speaking of
1: which, we have fuck Iowa shirts, but he wants to buy and he hit me up.
0: Oh, dude, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. All right. Go big red. Go Go big big red. red.